Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Who said that? Who the f said that? There's a Tommy ass! Phone's for you. I think it's the devil. Who are these fing guys? There's a Tommy ass! We'll go to the loony bin together. It's a lot of nonsense. A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest man. Welcome to the Total BS Podcast. I'm Saul Bookman, and guess who is back? Back again. Justin's back. Guess who's back? So you better tell a friend. So, uh, listen, Corey was right. The economy has dipped. People are looking for, you know, some money, so they decided to pawn off their extra gold jewelry, and your boy's cashing out. I picked up, yes, a third chain during this quarantine. So, Corey is right. Your boy's looking very lovely. I did not go to good old Tom's, but I'm looking right. Yeah. You didn't go to Tom's, but you did go to Tijuana. And that's it. Let's get it rolling. <laughs> right down the street. <laughs> Your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just part of the program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You're not whack. You just sound whack rapping after us. Your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Bitch, your best 16 if you must. You not whack. You just sound whack rapping after us. Saul, no, Saul, no person should ever say, you know what? You want to know what I think of when I think of Tijuana? Because <laughs> when, you, when you hear that sentence, you're like, where are you going to go? <laughs> What's going on? I was yeah, thinking no. 40 old virgin. <laughs> <laughs> when Seth Rogen is talking about his weekend, the real ones know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won't go down that road. Uh, you know, I've never been to Tijuana, uh, so I can't speak on Tijuana. I've been to Nogales. Nogales yeah. is awesome. Nogales isn't, isn't too bad. You know, Nogales was the first place I have ever I ever had alcohol. And, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was eighteen. Went down there. Went to the club, and uh, man, it was uh, it was lit. Did you, did you bite the evil worm? I did not. I wasn't allowed to go down that road. No, 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 no. Especially Nogales. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even lying. Like I felt like I was in like the 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 club Babylon uh, in Scarface. <laughs> I was. I was like, oh man. Like I had like every like you know bad image of that movie in my head, and I was like, man, I hope I don't get you know shot tonight or something like that. Like it was just, but it was totally cool, oh, and everybody man. was you know everybody was having a great time, and there was a bunch of college students down there in the club, and it was just you know it, it was what it was, and uh, it was a good times, man, good times. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know, Nogales has some some pretty decent food. You know who does not have decent food? The NBA bubble. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So many pictures have been leaked over the last few days because players are starting to come in. Uh, you know, teams are, are reporting and, you know, they're starting their training camp or if that's what you want to call it, just getting ready for the bubble. And we're now starting to see the difference between the high rollers and the guys who make handsome money in the NBA, guys like LeBron James and other superstars. And then you have Troy Daniels, who's a role player, still a very good player he was the first one to leak photos of these meals that these uh chefs or whoever is preparing the meals for him and we got a very generic boxed salad with just like a a little cup of fruit i don't know if there was some yogurt in there point being it looked like 
something you'd get at a courtyard in the middle of the day, like a like a simple lunch buffet that they just throw in uh, for your room. It did not look like the type of food that millionaires would eat. But then you got LeBron James on Taco Tuesday having the most delicious tacos ever look like it was prepared uh, by a four or five-star chef. So uh, we're starting to see different meal picks. I know Kyle Kuzma uh, put out some great sushi picks. But then you look at Troy Daniels, and it looks like Ja Rule is running the Orlando bubble. Shout Fire out to Firefest. Fest. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree. You know, I, that food looks like something I would get at like some whack conference. You know what I mean? Like they're, yeah. just, they're just handing out trays of food. You know, it's like, you know, the picture itself reminded me of like the scene in Shawshank where Andy Dufresne finally sits down with his food and he sees like a worm <laughs> and he pulls it out yeah. and then he gives it to Jake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just, oh man, that, that, that looked a little bit rough. It looked now rough in relation to what their status is, you know, money, fame, stuff like that. Right. If, if I was to get something like that, I'm not a mega millionaire. I, I am not a nationally known person. I don't have a lot of fame. Like, I'd be okay with it, right? Like I, I just deal with it. I eat what what I like, and then I move on. But hey, man, Here, options are limited. Here's the thing, though. You know, if like for guys like us, we're sports writers, so we go to a lot of games and events, and usually they provide food for you. And since I work in the Pac-12, I you know, luckily with my job, I'm able to travel sometimes, um, so I'm able to see you know different venues and the different styles of food. University of Phoenix Stadium, by the way, has the best food service for media. I oh, absolutely. They a have million mac, times over mac and cheese, chicken tenders. Like it is for a fat guy. I, it is the the preferred spread. Th- that that and also um, when you're talking about like good food, it, it you would be so shocked because it looks it doesn't look appealing, but the food at Chase Field for the Diamondbacks, yeah, in the cafeteria. I mean, I don't know what they do. I don't know what they put, but man, mm-hmm. it hits every time. Mm-hmm. You know who has the worst food LA of schools. all time? UCLA, UCLA and USC. Ooh, I was going to say because they have like very generic box sandwiches. The, the Troy Daniels photo actually reminded me of the stuff that they give you in LA. It's just very generic, just boxed food. It, it's it's going to hold you over for the few hours that you're there at the game. But anytime I'm in LA, I always go get something to eat right afterwards. So, yeah. I mean, no matter how much popcorn, and man, I do eat a lot of popcorn at UCLA and USC, plus the food, it just it doesn't really do it for me. So that I'm always stuck with going in and out afterwards. Mm-hmm. And that's the sign of a good spread. Anytime I go to University, well, now it's called State Farm Stadium. Um, anytime I go up to that stadium or any professional stadium up in, up in Phoenix, it's always the best spread. I, I never have to go eat something afterwards. So, I, I, I the the food in the Pac-12, like the the Pac-12 tournament, is equally garbage. It is not good. It is yeah some dried at dried ass Chinese food and you know some you know baked egg rolls that taste like your grandma's feet. Like it just how do you know that taste? <laughs> it's I don't just know. not good. I don't want to know. <laughs> she used to stomp grapes in the backyard, man. Um, <laughs> so, 
<laughs> but uh, but fortunately, you know, after we're done with the sporting events, we have that luxury of going anywhere in that city. Unfortunately for Troy Daniels, unless he can afford what LeBron is getting, he's got to be stuck with that until it's time for for you to say adios to the bubble. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you're, you're kind of stuck. And when you're stuck, you're stuck. And they're stuck because there's protocols in place and they can't break those protocols. And speaking of protocols, uh, you know, these players are arriving in Orlando. I think every team is there now. Um, the setup that they have is pretty cool. Uh, and they have multiple courts with their, you know, each home team's court laid out. It's pretty dope. Um, but each team had to quarantine for 36 hours to make sure that everybody's good to go. They're all going to get retested a million times over by the time the season starts. I think everything is going to be good in the bubble now that they're in the bubble. I think in this first week, in this first week or two, you could probably expect, you know, maybe a couple positive tests. But outside of that, once they get moving forward, that's where the, the real test is going to come in for the bubble. Because if you start to have any positive tests here in like, let's say a month, you know, then you have a real problem because yeah. there's some type of breach. Somebody's coming in affected. How are we getting, you know, how are people getting this? They need to figure that out. And that's why they have all these protocols in place. And they're one of the first ones to really start, start going down this road. Major League Baseball started. And that's where we're going to kind of take this conversation, the protocols, right? Because Justin, you brought to my attention the ridiculousness of the NFL rules or at least some of them, want you uh, explain. So, according to several NFL reporters, the big wigs, uh, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, uh, they have reported that the NFL plans to have these certain precautionary measures for after the game. So, their fingers crossed, they're still hoping that NFL season will be in effect uh, in the fall. But these players cannot interact each other within six feet from each other, and they can't swap jerseys after the game. And swapping the jerseys has really been a huge thing in American sports over the last few years. It's it's always been a, a European soccer thing, and it's uh, really made a splash in, in U.S. sports, uh, not just NFL, but you start to see it uh, in the NBA because there's a lot of international players. But – I think it's such a cool thing to do because it's a sign of respect. You know, you went to battle against this person and at the end, you know, you're both shaking hands. You have this, you know, mutual respect for each other and you're going to swap jerseys and that jersey is going to be framed and posted in some man's man cave, but it's almost like a trophy. And yeah. I think it's been such a cool part in the NFL, but they don't get to do that anymore. So you can tackle, you can grab each other. You can sweat on each other. You can breathe on each other. Think about the sport of football and how close it is. Think about offense and defensive linemen. Oh, yeah. They are literally head-to-head -head every single play smacking into each other. But God forbid you want to have a, a conversation with someone you just went to battle against and you want to swap their jerseys. You can't do that. It just it, it 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 makes me sit there and scratch my head, and I had to sit there and look at the tweet for a little bit to make sure, like, this is actually a real thing. But what's the point if you're not allowed to do any of this? You're testing everyone, you're t checking their temperatures, you're making sure that everyone is COVID nineteen free. 
but you can't swap jerseys after the game. At that point, it's like, why are we even playing the game? Exactly. That's and that's kind of my point. You know, I you you have all these protocols to try and protect these players, right? Once they get inside the bubble or once they get inside, you know, said facility, hey, like everything should be should relatively be back to normal, right? On the field. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't be overthinking this, you know, because if either they're safe or they're not. Either way, six foot of distance isn't going to make a big difference because at some point you're going to get closer than that. Yeah. You know, you're talking about a catcher in baseball with an umpire right over his shoulder. You know what I mean? And then a catcher and a batter, not even two feet apart. You know what I mean? Uh, a first baseman and a runner on first. You know, like these are the things you, your quarterback and your center, you know, in the huddle, like all these things are, are unavoidable. Like they're unavoidable. Yeah. It's part of the game. Like you have to go through with it. In basketball, we we are seeing in the tournament. I think the tournament's doing kind of a, a pretty good job because yep. they're allowing the players to just play on the court, and and so they're they're giving each other high fives, they're dabbing each other, they're excited. Like it's a physical game, you know. Most of these games are physical games. Baseball not being one of them, and you have to be able to allow some common sense to seep in because. You know, it, it, you preventing somebody from getting a jersey isn't going to stop them from getting tackled and sweat dripping all over them. Possibly just blood isn't. and blood. You know what I mean? Like, you're gonna, if you're going to get it, you're going to get it at that point. You know, and I think each one of these players understands the risk that they're taking by by you know playing in these sports, and they understand that like this is a very real possibility. This could happen, but yeah. on the other hand, like we're here to play a game. Yeah, and no part of this should should be a so. None of these sports are socially distant sports, so just yeah. move on. Well, TBT is a rare case compared to the rest of these sports because TBT doesn't have millionaires. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have players who make really good money overseas, but for the most part, everyone's playing for money because they're trying to get that cash pot. So you have a lot of hungry players all within this area. So you kind of get this sense that these guys are a little bit more disciplined by making sure that they're staying locked in, they have their eye on the prize, and they are not making they're not giving any chance at testing positive for COVID-19 and then risking money. And that's why I think with this NBA bubble, you're going to see who's disciplined and who's not, who's going to be the leader and make sure that everyone stays locked in and is focused on the goal, which is to win a championship. The NFL is a, is a, is a different case because you're not in this bubble. And same with the MLB. You're not in this enclosed area, so you have a better understanding on where your athletes are going and you can get a better sense of tracking them. So I don't know what they're going to do with the NFL. I don't know what they're going to do with Major League Baseball. Um, I'm optimistic about how the season is going to go, but all these precautionary measures, like you said, Saul, it just, it makes me think, you know, why are we even playing this game? You're asking, going back to baseball, there's no spitting, right? You can't chew sunflower seeds. I know the, the chewing tobacco rule has been in effect over the last few years, even though players don't really abide by it. But, um, you know, you're asking players who have been so used to doing these things on a daily basis, and then you're telling them to stop. I get it. It's only for a season and it's going to be a little uncomfortable, but all these little tiny things I understand. But at the same time, I sit there and say, what's the point? I want to see a better. I want to see a really good product when I watch live sports. 
I have a solution for all of this. Hear me out. If I was okay. the commissioner, let, let's say I'm the NFL commissioner. Let's say I'm I'm the new Roger Goodell, right? You have each team in their facility. I mean, all these all these stadiums, all of them have multi million dollar suite levels and things of that nature, right? They have you know state of the art facilities, um, locker rooms, X Y Z. So you for the NFL, you start now and you have a two week testing period, right? A two-week quarantine period, if you will. Um, players are free to go to the grocery store and any you know necessary things, but that's it. Then you come back, you go to the, their stadium, right? So let's say the Cardinals um, or even the Raiders in their new stadium, right? The Raiders, they show up to their new stadium um, and there's a, there's a quarantine period inside the stadium. And each player has their own suite, okay? Each player has their own suite, and usually these places have multiple levels of suites. So you have like your first row of suites, and then you have a second row. Any family members that would like to join these players inside the bubble, um, they can come, and they can be in the in the suite on the next level. Um, but they have to follow the same kind of procedures as well. So then, like so then you have the players inside the stadium. It's a controlled environment. Nobody can come in. Nobody can go out outside of food services and stuff like that. And and then you have all the facilities and the training uh, things that you're going to need in that facility. Um, you could probably convert some rooms into like a theater. You can probably convert some other rooms into other things and make it a true like bubble environment for each individual team. And so that way you could still have your family members there. You could still have, you know, all the services that you need. You got the best medical in the world with the staffs that they have, and and you don't leave that that quarantine bubble until the season is over. So you start in preseason, you go through training camp, and that way you know each team that's going to fly out. First of all, they're they're all flying private, so the 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 flying crew and all that other stuff probably has to follow the same kind of protocol. They fly out, they go directly to the stadium, and you know, maybe you have another half of the stadium that's just for the visiting team that week. And and the same thing applies. You know, they bring their family members, whatever. If anybody could pull this off, it would be the NFL because they have mega million dollars, you know, billions yeah. of dollars. And I just think in the space. The, and the Red Sox did something like that with Fenway Park. And if they can pull something yeah. like that with Fenway Park, one of the oldest ballparks in the world. Uh, no other stadium has an excuse because every every other stadium is way more souped up than Fenway Park. I, I saw Alex Verdugo's post at at Fenway Park, and he had a whole suite to himself, mm -hmm. and it looked great. And I, I I think that's a brilliant plan, Saul. But here's the thing: it makes way too much sense. <laughs> it's it's too logical <laughs> for MLB and, and an NFL to use that plan. And I agree. You know, if Fenway Park is able to do that, imagine AT&T Stadium. Imagine Jerry's World. Oh, man. And, and the space that they have. Yeah. Hey, you think, players, you think players uh, wouldn't be thinking about that next time free agency came around? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to play for the Cowboys because I remember last time I was in quarantine, man. This shit sucked. <laughs> Jerry Jones, this could be the blueprint. Man to finally get that damn Super Bowl you've been waiting for. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, you know, like I said, it costs millions and millions of dollars, I'm sure, to pull something like that. Um, but you know who who has millions and millions of dollars? Our boy. Mahomes. Mahomes, my homie. My homie. Uh, pa Patrick Mahomes signing a $503 million contract, which is just absurd. It becomes the highest 
paid player in sports in American sports history. Uh, now, obviously, we know how NFL contracts work. Not all of it is guaranteed, but I do believe something over four hundred plus million is guaranteed, and yeah. he has an insurance clause that gives him at least one hundred and fifty should he get hurt. I love dude is due to set. I love it, and and it, I think it was obviously mutual because you don't sign a contract unless it's a mutual agreement and you understand, you know, everything and, and you're okay for it. But I love the fact that he's not tied to the salary cap. And that was one of the biggest concerns when he signed because people saw 10 years, that's a baseball contract. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, no quarterback is signing a deal for 10 years. Usually, I mean, it could be, you know, five, maybe six at the most, but 10 years, the salary cap is going to go up in five years he's not tied to the salary cap space. And that's why this contract is worth over $500 million. Initially, the, the first report that Schefter put out was the deal was going to be worth um, anywhere from like 400 to 450. And then people saw 503 and said, Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm signing that. Re- it, it, it's, it's a no brainer to me. Yeah. Um, and I, it's so great to see, you know, this kind of contract, for that kind of player. You know, me being one of 20 Chargers fans in the whole entire world, I hate the fact that Patrick Mahomes is going to terrorize the AFC, specifically the AFC West, for the next uh, 10 plus years. But, you know, he's such a great quarterback and he is so good for the game. Did I expect Patrick Mahomes to be at this level when we all saw him at Texas Tech? Absolutely not. But ever since he's come into the league, he waited his for his turn. Remember, Alex Smith was the the number one starter when he was first drafted. And then Alex Smith had that gruesome leg injury, almost like uh, Joe Theismann. And then Patrick Mahomes was the guy. And he stepped right in, not only has won MVP, but he's taken the Chiefs to the Super Bowl and has finally gotten Andy Reid over that Super Bowl curse. And he's only 24 years old. Think about that. He is only 24 years old. Is Patrick Mahomes even in the prime of his career. And you want to know what's something insane. He admitted that he did not know how to read defenses until 2018. Oh, it's crazy. It's scary. This man now knows how to read defenses. Oh my goodness. Patrick Mahomes in his career, it's on a trajectory as the greatest of all time. And honestly, I hope it happens because he's such a great quarterback and he is so good for the game. Now I can't let this slide Saul. This man does put ketchup on steak. Yeah, it's, he won't be doing that anymore. I promise you. The places that he can go and he can afford, they, there will be none of that. You don't need to put And he's from on. Texas, which is so crazy. Like, nobody does that in Texas. Nobody. Yeah, unless it's like Whataburger spicy ketchup. But even then, it's steak. You don't put ketchup on steak. So I'm going to always hold him for that. But... I'm just I'm so thrilled for Patrick Mahomes. And like I said, the whole not being tied to the salary cap thing is what makes this deal worth it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an incredible contract. It's it's a brilliant move to lock up your quarterback for 10 years. Um, I wonder what the cap implications are going to be for the rest of the team as we move forward. They still have another big signing that they need to try and get under um, with Chris Jones, their defensive tackle, who's one of the best in the league. That's going to be a tough signing now that you've got. Mahomes, actually, I think Mahomes this year will not count against the cap. Um, that this contract will not count against the cap, so he's still got like maybe a year or even two 
left on his rookie deal. Um, yeah. So it, it's looking good that way. But after that, what do you do? You know, so maybe yeah. you give Chris Jones a front-loaded contract, and then you know, on the back end, it's a little depleted. Justin, I just had a thought, and you okay. tell me if I'm if I'm speaking out of turn or if uh, this sounds like a pretty legit thing. You know, we, we've we haven't been able to do anything sports-wise. We haven't been able to watch sports, and one of the great American uh, novelties when it comes to sports is fantasy football. And it's just so great. And I just had the thought, why don't we do a fantasy football draft um, and invite eight other of our closest friends to come on and be a part of the first ever Total BS Podcast fantasy football draft? I think that would be fun. Hopefully, we have a season to be able to do a draft. But you know what? Man, at this point, anything is going to satisfy my craving for football. I'm afraid. I'm afraid <laughs> because if there is a season, I know how serious you take fantasy football. So, uh, see, yeah. I, I'm the guy that's like, listen, I'll I'll pay for one league, maybe like a a, a fifty dollar buy in league, but that's the only league I'm paying for. This man Saul is in like, <laughs> I, like a, I, I, a band it, deep in fantasy football. First of all, first of all, let's let's talk. I was in three leagues last year. Okay. Um, one of them I didn't really take seriously. Sorry, Justin. I just didn't take that league seriously. It was a free league. And the second one, it was a work fantasy football league. And, uh, you know, it was like a $20 buy-in whatever. And it was, man, I was so hot. (laughs) I was so hot because like, I, 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 like you, you can, you can work all season long and then you get to the end. And if you get the runner up, you don't get like, maybe you get 20 bucks. Like, what is that? No, like. That's that's garbage. So you only get twenty. It's a it's a fifty dollar buy-in, but you only get twenty bucks. So you're still no, it's a twenty dollar buy-in, and you only get twenty dollars back you get, if you get runner up. Yeah, it, it was just it was just I did not like it. I hated it. I yeah. hated every little bit of it. Right, and then um, and then I'm in this other league, which is my big money league, and it was two fifty, two fifty buy-in. Um, everybody two fifty buy-in. So the pot was uh, fifteen hundred for the winner, seven fifty for second place, so on and so forth. So no matter what, you were coming away with pretty good chunk of change. And uh, yeah, I won it this year. I came in second a couple times, but I finally, I finally won the crown this year. Um, and so, yeah, I, t- I definitely take that seriously. And, and I do my homework. And I do my research. And that's why I think, Justin, this is a great opportunity to bring on all the people who think that they can compete with the top dog. And if you want a shot at the title, <laughs> Come see me about that. Let's go. Let's do it. The Total BS Podcast Fantasy Football Draft. I'm down. I'm down. And one thing that I've learned is don't overthink your picks because you always think like, man, I got this diamond in the rough wide receiver. Like I always take a chance on a rookie uh, just to, you know, kind of keep in the back pocket. And I really thought I was going to make some moves with Tavon Austin as this was back when he was a rookie. Dude only got like 30 points the entire season. So last year I had <clears throat> I had um Kenyon Drake at the beginning of the season when he was with the Dolphins. Ooh. And for some reason I did not trade him. I just could not let him go. I don't know why. And then he got traded to the Cardinals. And immediately my man pays dividends for me. And so then uh so then we get to like week 15 or 16. I can't remember what it was, but they're playing the Browns at home. 
And the person I'm playing in the first round of playoffs, I forgot who he had that had like three touchdowns and went kind of crazy, went off. And I just sat there and I was like, oh, man, I'm, I might be roasted now. <laughs> and I just happened to be covering the Cardinals game. They're playing the Browns. And Kenyon Drake goes off for four touchdowns. <laughs> hey, I don't usually like to break protocol. But when I saw my man Kenyon after the game, I was like, bruh. You saved my fantasy Thank football so season, much. man. Thank you so much, man. And, you know, he dabbed me up, and he was like, it's all good, baby. I was like, man, I'm riding you the whole, the whole way. <laughs> and I had also drafted Kyler Murray earlier in the year um, or before the season because he was that one rookie that I was like, well, you know, if he if he balls out, that's a, that's a good bonus. And I had him um, as my backup quarterback, and he paid off uh, randomly from game to game. And, hey, that's why I won the title, man. You got sometimes you just gotta go with your gut instinct. And I did not let my man Kenyon Drake go, and it paid off for me. And this year I'm looking for the same thing. So uh, if you want to be a part of the Total BS Podcast Fantasy Football Draft, all you gotta do is hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll add you to the list. Um, it'll be the it'll be the first ten. You gotta be serious about it though, because if you if you flake out, we will call you out especially on our live stream podcast every Sunday. So again, if you want to be a part of it uh, and we'll decide like what we want to do money wise, Hey, maybe we can get a sponsor to, to, to give a big prize or something like that. Who knows, you know, but we're going to have fun with this and we'll see how it goes. What do you think, Justin? Be serious about it. Don't draft Peyton Manning and have a bunch of fun with it. You can draft Rob Gronkowski now. Yeah. So yeah, just have fun with it. I am very excited Fingers crossed that there is a football season so we can play fantasy football. But yes, I'm here for it. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Total BS. Is it Total BS Pod? Yep. At the Total BS Pod. Like and follow us on Facebook as well. And subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And this is the middle of the week pod. But on Sunday, we have our video podcast that you can watch live on youtube and facebook the whole nine it's going to be great so hit us up everywhere and let us know if you're down for fantasy football because i'm excited for it we we do have some pretty cool guests uh coming up soon uh next week i do believe next wednesday we have uh rosh mccarthy right yeah uh from the la times he covers the nba um we did go after um, the young lady who actually broke the story on Patrick Mahomes uh, inadvertently, I think um, she was uh, her name. She goes by the name of Katie Camlin, uh, Camlin. Sorry. Uh, she's a liquor store uh, worker and she saw a chief's exec come into the liquor store with six bottles of Don Perignon. And she said, oh, what's going on today? And he says, oh, we got we got some big news coming and it isn't about Chris Jones. So she put two and two together. She figured it was going to be about Patrick Mahomes. She broke the news and all hell broke loose. This girl became like the most popular uh, girl out there and uh, good for her. She got a little, she got a little celebrity, but she did respond. Uh, we tried to get her on the podcast for Sunday uh, and she, she did say, I appreciate the invite. However, uh, it, it, it's kind of been pushed that the liquor store that she works for and the chiefs have mutually agreed that she should just, you know, lay low, <laughs> which is totally cool. Good for her. Um, she got, she got her 15 minutes and uh, she got a lot of love. Even Adam Schefter um, replied to her 
um, after she had she said, "Oh my gosh, I beat Schefter to it." It's like, "Holy shit, I beat Schefter!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so Schefter was like, "Good job, you know, whatever." And uh, so yeah, she was the first one to break that Mahomes news, and uh, a couple hours later, it was nationally known. So good for her. So the Chiefs told told her you you need to lay low. So the next time she, well, leaves, I, don't, I don't know if they said lay low, but I think they mutually agreed. Like, okay, cool, you know, like. Can, can you can you not put us on blast? You know we don't we don't want people to frequent this liquor store hoping to see another cheese exec buy some dom. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> she she, leaves, she closes up shop at her <laughs> next shift, and there's only one car in the parking lot besides her, and it's Andy Reid with his lights low. <laughs> he hits the window, <laughs> doesn't say anything, just lets her know that. <laughs> I'm here and I know about you. Just he just puts his fingers to his lips. <laughs> no words. Drives off. That's it. <laughs> uh, I just it. the seed right there. That I just imagine him in like win, like lim, limo dark tint in the, the window comes rolling down. <laughs> Light little squeak. <laughs> Silently just slowly drives off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so anyway so yeah we'll, we'll see if we can get another guest for sunday uh but uh, like i said we're we're constantly it feels like i'm constantly working the phones trying to get some good guests on here and uh we appreciate all the support and uh all the other people that have been on here we got we got some big names we're going after so hopefully some of them will come through uh but you won't know until you tune in on sunday for our next live stream podcast but until then justin got anything else conspiracy or not coming up on sunday i think conspiracy or not is definitely in the cards for sunday so we'll bring that one back we've got a couple other episodes uh, you know or a couple <laughs> of other segments right we have the uh, don't be that guy segment which was very popular and also tell me something good we just started that last sunday i have one conspiracy or theory or not so the only reason why the chiefs told our katie right yeah is the reason why they told katie to lay low is because andy reed is a hitman <laughs> conspiracy theory or not i'm gonna say no <laughs> but you can see more of that on sunday on our live stream until then we'll see you when we see you peace your fans just might turn into our fans be cool it's just a part of this program Pitch your best 16 if you must. You not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us.